What's going on, Breaking? This is your boy, Lita Johnson, the host with the most or less ever toast. And I just want to give you, you know, I got a, a couple of segments. So the first segment, we're going to get on some things, talk about the NBA season next season. Now, don't be fooled by this NBA season. Like LeBron James and Westbrook can't play and Davis. Everybody knew they was hurt and all that, right? But at the same time, I'm telling people, there's no way... We're not talking about them struggling. We're not talking about that. We're talking about no team should have been that bad with LeBron James. Even with the games, Davis played 40 games. LeBron James, 56 games. Russell Westbrook, 78 games. Russell Westbrook still averaged 18, 77, okay? So, no matter what you say, he's back or not, he still averaged 18, 77 for your point guard. How are y'all blaming Westbrook? Listen, this is what I don't understand. And listen to me carefully. This man won the championship with the same guys. He was spoiled because he didn't have the injuries. He had to deal with the injuries that he had to deal with this year, right? But a coach adapts to that. And the players that you have, 56 games from LeBron, 40 games from Davis. Davis averaged 23 and 10 with three assists. Still a defensive presence. In them 40 games, what was your winning percentage? Because we go back to the winning, but his winning percentage was bad either way. Either way, when Davis, when they all three were in the game, if it was just LeBron and, and, and the, LeBron James, he just couldn't coach him no more. He couldn't coach him at this at this height. Maybe it was the injuries. Mentally, he just couldn't coach him. He couldn't. And this is what it is. It's nothing to explain anything. He couldn't coach him. And when you have players, Malik Monk averaging 13, almost 14 a game. Taylor Horton Tucker averaging 10 a game. Carmelo averaging almost 13. I mean, he's averaging around 13 a game. The defense is definitely not playing. How about this? What about your defense? Okay, this Because the only way you can blame Westbrook, we're talking about points and assists. He's just not the Westbrook of old anymore, okay? I guess that's where we're going there. And that, and that that's, that's just tends to be the narrative toward teams to fail because they're not getting the, the, the MVP level. I guess that's what they expected. Okay, I understand. But that don't mean you can blame a failure on that because you're still getting productivity. Productivity, excuse me. You're still getting players that can help you win. Now, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to be 500. I, I totally understand it. But it's not okay to be 17 games below 500. Around that mark, I mean, if I'm not totally on, when I, last time I, I, I totally looked off their record, I heard 17 games below 500. That's unbelievable right there. Unbelievable. 17 games. There's no way you should even be, like, five games. Like, I, I don't care what, like, you still got people being productive. You still, you're a championship coach, right? Like, if you're getting LeBron James for 56 games, how many of those are you winning? And averaging 30 a game, how many of those are you winning? If you're getting uh, it's 40 games with Anthony Davis, 23 and 10, how many of those are you winning? got to show me you're being productive with the guys to even, if you're trying to match records and, and match productivity with players, you got to show me that, that that's like a comparison. 
looking at what the Lakers went through, what the Lakers had to go through. When they had these players, when was the record? It was, I mean, you look on TV, look at these games. These games come on TV, and you see a total team with no chemistry, no nothing. Like, it was just totally bad. People are blaming it all on Westbrook. Like I always say, it's one thing for you to say, okay, this we're not as good as we can be without this player. But you can't look bad and terrible. We had Al Horford on Philly. Yeah, we, I'm a Sixer fan. For anybody to be like, he said we. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Fan, fan. For that for everything fan. But let's be real with it. Yeah, Al Horford, people know that his athleticism didn't match with ours. But that don't mean we could lose. That don't mean we lose it. Al Horford, we still was winning with Al Horford. We still was winning with Al Horford. Okay, we're not as good as we can be, but we're still winning with Al Horford. I still feel like that was another coaching job. We could have had Al Horford. If he's doing good with Boston, how is he not doing good with the guys there? Like, that, that was crazy. Like, they couldn't make him fit in to be that player. It was crazy. But I don't know. Uh, L.A. Clippers getting Kawhi Lennon and Paul George back. That's, that's, nobody's even talking about that one. With the emergence of Reggie Jackson, that's big right there. Super, super huge. Clippers are going to be a problem. We're talking about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The Nets, the, Kyrie's not going anywhere, people. Sean Marks is going to hold Kyrie accountable for one more year. If he can't get it together, then I can see Kyrie going. But right now, no. They're going to try this one more time. After trading Harden, it's going to be kind of, and they're going to be a problem. And they're going to look to do something. Now, I think Sean Marks is calling for some some type of order in the court. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he's calling for that. People need to be held accountable. It's getting swept 4 to 0. You're the talk of the. Conversations in the room is not good when they come to you. Oh, he had he had Kyrie and Kevin. And he couldn't get the, oh he had James Harden too. Oof, that's not a good talk. So now he it's time for him to put his foot down as a you know all the glimmer and glamour of you being this executive and you having the Brooklyn Nets. You know the new team Jay Z had them. Boom. Oh, now we got the three stars that never happened. They played, they were 13 and 3. That's what I mean by getting a record. Like, the Lakers got to have a record. They got to have, like, a, you know what I'm saying? They got to have, like, a record with all three in there. And he's doing good with them. Like, you got to have a winning record with those guys. To even talk bad about some somebody, you have to be doing good with them. I mean, on, what does it look like if you're doing bad? If you were a championship coach, then an all star Hall of Fame player comes in there and just makes it all bad. Russell Westbrook just won with the Washington Wizards. Like, he was a game changer for them. Like, even when Bradley Beal was down, so all of a sudden he comes, it just don't look right for you. Out of all his years, this is when it's bad. Look, James Harden, same thing there. Doc Rivers has to make that happen because there's no way he just came from the Nets. Even when he was at his worst, he was still an MVP candidate. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. That he, but he didn't really do bad coming to Philly. He had good games. A lot of people putting pressure on him in Philly now. Pressure is crazy. Pressure is ridiculous. Nuts in Philly. Yes, that's how it is. And they wanted him to be this 50-point guy. He just went to the Nets and calmed down and became a facilitator. He kind of likes it like that, I guess. But the thing now is that it's being inserted in Harden. The same thing was being inserted in Harden when he got to Brooklyn about oh, how all three of y'all going to share the ball. He made himself that player. Now it's time to get down. It's time to be that. He knows it. Like, 
I think that's the most scariest team coming back next year. Because now you're looking at everybody that has their players, Kawhi and, and, and Paul George, you know. You're looking at all these guys that you're looking at um, LeBron James, which is scary to me still, Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis comes back, if, if all LeBron James and Westbrook had to do is learn the core, because it was 78 games that Westbrook played. You know, LeBron James got to get, you know, back on his back. All they have to do is get a chemistry. The whole team has to get a chemistry. You still got great players around there. It's no, it's like, you get a coach in there that can put order in there, that team's going to be a playoff team. It's no doubt in my mind. You would love anybody, any coach would love to have that team on there. When you walk in there with LeBron James, waiting for Davis to get healthy in Westbrook. I, unbelievable. But Harden is a different monster. The only, only other team that's more dangerous to me is the Brooklyn Nets. If they get together, you get Seth Curry, you know, you bring Andre Drummond back, you know, get your little chemistry going. You got Ben Simmons coming in. It's crazy, right? That you get that three. Ben Simmons comes back healthy. Okay, that's uh, he's gonna be back. And you got um Kevin Durant, you got Kyrie Irving. They're so like diabolical. If you got Ben Simmons, a straight passer, it's gonna make that team very dangerous. But then you come back and you got Tyrese Maxey coming back for his next year. Let's put that into people's heads. Tyrese Maxey coming back for his next year. And to, to, to evolve the way he's evolved. Finish the season with 20 points. He's really going to be something serious next year. He's going to be definitely a 20-point-a-game scorer. He's going to be in an all-star game next year. I, I, I predict that for Tyrese Maxey. Whether he's on the bench, if he's starting or not, like, that's not going to stop him from being an all-star. Like Tyler Hero, I feel like he's an all-star player. I feel like Tyrese Maxey's that next. Because if you get Bradley Bill, that's another thing we'll talk about. Where he's not there yet, but if you get Bradley Bill, you put Bradley Bill on a starting five with James Harden. It's diabolical. Now James Harden ain't got to be that guy, just that guy, even be, as, a, as a point guard. He can really enjoy himself. But then you bring Tyrese Maxey in, and it's time, you know, Bill can get his rest, fall back. Then Hart can get his rest, and then Maxey comes in. He gets his minutes. It's just like a three-guard rotation where Maxey gets 30 minutes. He still gets 28 to 30 minutes, 20, maybe 25, 20, 25, 30 minutes. 28 can have it. I mean, like Lou Williams, like Tyler Hero, guys that can just get major minutes. If you look at a, a starting five, that can include Matisse Stiebel. And and if Tobias said, my thing is Tobias is not going to take that big of a pay cut. If he does take one, like they said about Harden taking a pay cut, I think Harden and Tobias Harris should take a pay cut. I really do think they should look at all that, the type of contract that I've been hearing about he could take that could bring another star through. They should all think about this and make it happen. Like, no question. Like, this should all happen. I think Tobias Harris can stay in Philly, and I think Harden can stay in Philly. I think this needs to all be talked about. If not, then Tobias needs to go, and you bring Bradley Bill, you got Harden, if and I think with the, if Tobias goes and Shake Milton's not here, I um if they want t- t- my T Stable, I I make it happen. Give them my T Stable, give them my T's. Whatever they, they want to talk all that, give them my T's. You bring Bradley Bill in here, you sign more people around. You got now there's money available. There's money available now, so you go get you some players. I feel like that's what you do. You go get you some players. 
you can get a guy like Bradley Beal. You're trying to win this championship. You got guys like Charles Bassey and Paul Reed and Jaden Springer that are waiting to be players, you know. Charlie Brown Jr., put him in place of Matisse. This guy can play defense. He has energy. There's a lot you can do. It's time to make some sacrifices. Bring Bradley. Everybody talk about, oh, Bradley. Everybody shut up. Injuries happen in basketball. These guys have been all-stars for this long. People, I don't want hard. You don't want hard. Now, 22-7 and 11 assists, man. You don't want this guy. That's who you replace Ben Simmons with. Look at his stats and look at Ben. This Harden on a down year, everybody talking about. Yeah, this bad year. Look at that year compared to Ben Simmons' whole career. That's how great James Harden is. So you, people are crazy because they wanted the this. That's what we. That's what we traded for. I understand that, and that's what you gotta do. Understand, it. but he's still great. You don't trade away a guy just because he wasn't the Harden you want him to be, but he still was an All Star. That's crazy. So it's gonna be big for a team like that. Then you got um, Bucks coming back with Chris Middleton. You know, Drew, that, that's another three up. I think Charlotte's going to still get better. I think Atlanta is scary because they're not even – they can be in there. they one of those teams. And then you got to look at Orlando. This is a team you have to watch out for in the future. They're going to be a hungry team. You know, the Jalen Suggs, the Cole Anthony, the the Markel Fultz coming back, the R.J. Hampton, the um, Franz Wagner, the Mo Bamba. This is a team that's going to get better and better. Jonathan Isaac is like they still got young, and it, these are the young stars coming in. These are not like guys. That are, these are the young stars coming in. The East is going to be real hungry, hungry everywhere. New York. What I say about New York, you just got to get a coach, good coach in there. But you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I guess that that's where they're rocking with that. We'll see what happens. But R.J. Barrett looks hungry. And if they can, they can untap Cam Reddish, and I'm not talking about New York being nothing yet, but that's just one of those young teams you got to watch out. They can – Julius Randle, Obi Toppin, these young guys can run. But the teams you got to watch out for is Orlando, Atlanta, and Charlotte coming up. And the East. I mean, they're, they're on people's heels. Like, they're not too far back from being in the playoffs. You know, right there at the bottom half, from seven to eight. Phoenix, Phoenix can just need to start start over. I just think Phoenix is right there, but like, what, what do you what do you say about Phoenix? What do you are you are what? Do, is it time to say eight and gotta go? But what do you what do you get for eight? Who do you get for eight? And what are you looking for right now? Are you looking for Mo Bamba? I don't know. The reason why I'm saying that, did you go get Nurkic? Because I heard um, Lillard said, you know, Lillard with the tweet about, you know, the post about Aiden playing for them. Where does that go at? I mean, does that mean Nurkic is gone? I mean, I, I don't really get that. That's kind of different. Like, I don't know what he's saying there. Like, where does Phoenix go? Like, what do you do? You have somebody to replace? You know, there's a draft coming up. I mean, this is a strange draft, too. Strange draft. Look at this draft. I mean, the Rockets are on the clock, baby. The Rockets are on the clock, baby. Number one overall. It's kind of strange. And I'm looking at the Rockets, and I just say Chet Holmgren is the pick. 
about Jabari? No, it's not Jabari Smith. It's Chet Holmgren. Get him some, a rim protector like Chet Holmgren at the, at the five. I mean, you can easily put Sun Gung at the power forward position. People say, I mean, Jabari Smith is a good pick, right? But you got Christian Wood. Jabari Smith is a, listen, Paolo Branchero is, is to me, I mean, there, there's some things the Rockets have to think about. I said Jalen Duren in, in one tweet. I said Jalen Duren in one tweet, but he won't be the first overall pick. He won't be the first overall pick. I think if you're looking at that team, I mean, I like Sungun, but you don't, you don't want to really put him at, at, at the five position. You don't have to when you got a seven-foot-one guy right there that can shoot the tray, can pass the ball. I just think he's the number one overall. If you talk about team, Banchero, you want him to be more of a power. You don't want him to be your center. Who's the better player? I feel like Branchero is, but who's the better pick? We're talking about pick. You already got a Jalen Green. You got a Josh Christopher. You got a Kevin Porter. You got a Christian Wood. You can, then you got a, a big, uh, you got a, another uh, talented guy in Sungun that can sit there and still be a, a good, either backup or, or power forward. You're looking at these, uh, these positions. We know Jalen Green's a shooting guard. You know, I mean, if you was a real point guard in this draft that I felt like should be number one overall pick, and I would say something about it, I would go with the point guard. But even though I feel like Jay, you know what? I feel like Jaden Ivey is a guy that can be the number one overall pick. I mean, he would be such a good pick for the Rockets because you got Jalen Green, but Kevin Porter Jr. is going to play handling the ball. He's going to handle the ball. He's going to handle the ball. This is how it is. And I'm here at Huntington Park, everybody. People are out having a good time. Cars rolling through, rolling by. Everybody having fun. I'm here broadcasting live. Follow the podcast. But when you see and look at this team, um, Jaden Ivey is a, is a good pick, but like I say, the Kevin Porter situation, they are going to give him the rock. He's going to be the guy that's going to be passing the ball with Jalen Green. Then you got Josh Christopher, whether he's at the three position. Are, are they going to do that? Are they going to let him be a small forward? It's a real good three. It's all exciting. I think that's a real good three to build if you're going to let Kevin Porter be that guy because he proved he can pass. Now you got Christian Wood. Now what are you going to do? Are you going to go get Jabari Smith? And, you know, I mean, then you bring Christopher off the bench. I wouldn't say that wouldn't make any sense. That's, that's, a, that's a crazy word for that. But the better pick, since you're looking at all these pieces and you're looking at the prospect, do they have a big man that can play defense? I mean, one thing Chet can definitely do, he's the best two-way player in this draft. And with Chet being with Jalen, that would give them a complete team, right? You need a big man. I just think that's the best pick. You need that big man. I think Chet's the number one pick overall for that team. If they're keeping that pick, I feel like that's that. If Jalen Duren had to play better this year, I would have instantly said him. But at the same time, Chet can still stretch the, the floor. So at the time, Chet can step back and hit the three. So if you're looking at the more, Jalen Duren is going to be a good player in the NBA. But if, if he can hit a three-point shot, Darren to be a different monster, but right now Chet has that, so I think he's the pick right now. 
the Orlando Magic with the second pick. What do they do? I mean, I just think they go for Banchero. It's so easy to go for. Or, or, or Jabari Smith. Listen, if you're looking at that team, you're like, you got Franz Wagner. He, he can play the four or the five. I mean, four, three to four. Which where you want him at? If you want him at the three, you're going for Banchero. Unless you feel like you want to put, I think Smith is a better small forward than power forward. But if you're going for, if you want Wagner at the three, which I feel like he should be, you want Banchero. You want Banchero, a big man that can spell all those point guards, all those guards you got, all those guys like Hampton. They need somebody to create to and dish to a big man to open it up for them. You know, I think that he would be he would be perfect. You need that big man. The Pistons, the Pistons, to me, this is my whole thing. I know people is, but it's just, I'm talking about needs here. We can easily draft the guy and just say, hey, we're going to draft the best player available. Because that was, if that was the case, then to me, Jaden Hardy would just go to the Rockets. Or let's just go with some of, some of the people. Jabari Smith is the best player. To, to a lot of people, he's the best player. He, he would just go and then... You figure out what you're going to do with everybody else. You can do that. It's not really to have a clear-cut small forward. So you can do that. You can put him with Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. But you got other guys on your team that can play their positions, and you don't really have a defensive presence like Chet Holmgren. At seven foot, you don't find guys. You know, you say he needs to gain weight, no question. But in this league, power at the five position is not as big like that. So I think you would have to find Power at the five position is different now. It's not like the 90s. It's not like the 90s. It's, you know, you can step back. You can easily find a person that can go with any unit, and that unit itself to come together because they all spread the floor. You get guys that can shoot the three now, they can spread the floor. It's not like you get one guy that can pound it. Look at MB. MB don't stay down there. MB is shooting threes. He's, he's coming off. He's taking people off the dribble. Chet home can take people off the dribble and still post. But he does have to get some more weight. But that would give you the thing that makes that big and that keep that kind of flips that is that he can play defense. He's going to block shots. He's going to alter shots. So you're going to have to watch him coming in there. And that will make the Rockets a different team. If you got a guy that's going to alter shots with his length and his wingspan. You're trying to win. You're not trying to see who's the best player. We want the best player available. You want the right player available. With the Pistons, I say Shaden Sharp. I'm just, I'm, I'm all on Shaden Sharp right now. Johnny Davis is another guy I was thinking about. You know, it's two two players in that facility. AJ Griffin is another guy I was thinking about. I mean, but Shaden Sharp, the explosiveness of him, you put him with the K Cunningham. Go ahead, let Killian Hayes sit down. Get him a true shooting guard to go with Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant. I know everybody like Jabari Smith. No, that's not the they already got Sadiq Bay back there. With Jeremy Grant. Now the Thunder, the Thunder get Jabari Smith. There you go. That's it. Josh Giddy got his running mate. Superstar Shea gives Alexander. That's where Jabari Smith fits better, falls better. A lot of guys that got Basie, all these guys that, you know, but they're not nowhere near Jabari Smith. It's time to put them on the bench. That's just how I go. That, that's the perfect fit for Jabari Smith with the Thunder. You know, you got Jeremiah Robinson. You got a lot of young guys. They need two, two, him and Giddy 
would be a good start for that franchise to start coming up. That would be exciting for Oklahoma City. The Pacers is a there was one pick I had to kind of agree with NBA draft from a little bit on. You just gotta look at it. I think Jaden Ivey is that pick. I mean, what? Jaden Ivey is a point guard that I feel like. But at the same time, I mean, you got Malcolm Brogdon, right? Look at the Pacers. They got Brogdon and Halliburton. They got a point guard situation. I want to know who's going to play more the off guard. Probably uh, Halliburton. Even if they go get a score and get Brogdon to be their point guard, that, that could be a that's going to be a dangerous up and coming backcourt. So you're looking at Jalen Smith. They got him on the team. Powerful. Uh, like where do you go? I think it's the three position. You can go for AJ Griffin. Who's got a seven inch wingspan, six six. Can, can play that small four position. It can really be a score. Go get a score. Can shoot the trade ball. Um, Keegan Murray, another player. Keegan Murray, I feel like that's the, that's the right, right pick to get 6'8". Gives you another guy that can stretch the floor, shoot the three. That's the best player for that. Three good score. Then you got Chris Duarte. Like, you know, so unless you go for Jalen Dern, because I know I... You hear about the Miles Turner thing. Is he going to be there? Is he not? You need a defensive presence. It's always, you know, not a bad thing to go for a defensive presence like, you know, like a, a Jalen Dern. You could put probably put Miles at the, the four position, you think, maybe that. But, no, I think they would look for, you know, if you get Jalen Dern, you're probably trying to trade you know, and then you got a guy you can lob to. Uh, you got two good passes that can lob to a big guy like that. But Keegan Murray, I think Keegan Murray and Jalen Dern are the two picks there. You know, I just wanted to, I'm going to have a draft special coming soon on a Follow the Leader mixtape. I mean, excuse me, Follow the Leader podcast mixtape. Look at that. I'm just trying to spit bars. Okay. <laughs> no, man, I, I just I want to talk about the draft a lot and um, um, just – elaborate on the next draft class after that we will talk about both draft classes to get into some draft things seriously um um one thing i want to talk about we'll come back to talking about the nba and teams that are going to be refreshed denver's going to be refreshed saw rich dollars post michael porter jr and um murray be back i understand people are really excited about those two players playing with joe kitchen and like that i just say like this like, he's a passer. Passers are going to find points. Rondo don't need great players on his team for him to get a lot of assists, for him to get eight assists. He just need to find players and where they – he just need to know the playbook. Guys like Jokic, they know the playbook. And that's what Harden's becoming. Like, Harden's already been a good passer, but he's more and more becoming a guy that can just really pass the ball. Like, he's really become. you look at the, – the, the difference between him and Westbrook is that you know, Harden's a very smart, intelligent, more intelligent. Westbrook's intelligent also, but he has to, he does a lot more textbook things that make him a better player. So when he comes back with Philly and he's amped up and he's knowing what y'all asking of him, he's going to be ready this time. And they're starting the season together. This is so different than playing where they had to play after the All-Star break. They're starting the season together. With the same, co- I'm glad Doc Rivers is back because that's better. Now you're going to go get a different coach to get this different philosophy in with this new team. It's just more new to learn. 
You've been here with Rivers. Just keep on getting acquainted. You've been here with MB. Let's keep getting acquainted. Green will be back. Nyang will be back. These are all playoff people. You're looking at Paul Reed. People are not looking at oh, what they need, this and that. Charlie Brown is that dog we're talking about that they need to go in there. And be. He's, these young guys can play. They just haven't unleashed them. Like, let them play. Let them all play together again for another year. Come on with it. Now, I'm not saying don't get a vet because I think people like Millsap and Jordan and Court Myers have overstayed their welcome. Time to go get some more vets that can help this team with their money right there. Get more vets. Get a vet guard and a get a vet powerful uh, vet front court player. You know, but typically a big guy and a, and a shooting guard or a point guard. You know, let Jaden Springer, Doc Rivers talking about Jaden Springer. That means Jaden Springer's coming on the rotation next season. There's no reason to believe that Charles Badley is not going to be backing up Joel Embiid next year. I think that's totally, what are we looking for? Nobody. We're looking for Charles Bassey next season. Not Paul, Paul Reed should back up Tobias Harris next season. And, and so should Gorgeous Nyang. It's going to be times where you still need Paul Reed along with Bassey. If you got two guys that you can put in the athletic like Reed and Bassey that can back up MB, that's, that's huge. You still got Nyang. Then you got Charlie Brown with Monty Stiebel to back up Danny Green. Like, this team is not being looked at as the next level. Looking at all the good that's came out this team. Jaden Springer is going to be right there backing up James Harden next year. I... It's no no doubt in my mind. And if Shake Milton isn't traded, and I'm talking about the team they just have now. All these guys coming back next year with, with, with Doc Rivers coaching them, getting them all with the offense, getting them in tune with the offense. They don't have any draft picks next year. So there's no new young guys coming in. So there's going to be plenty of other, like the Miles Powell, when he came in. Like this Delaware Blue Coast team is steady. If nobody looked, when Ben Simmons wasn't around, these guys came and helped this team win. <laughs> like, seriously, it's crazy. Boston Celtics are going to be big. I mean, goodness, Grant Williams, the guy that started from Tennessee, is here. Jalen Brown, uh, Josh T- I mean, Jason Tatum, Peyton Pritchard, Robert Williams III. Young guys are starting to really progress with this Boston team. Evolve, play together. They're elite now. Boston's a problem, officially, no question. Cleveland's going to be a problem. Cleveland's going to be a problem. Well, if we look at, I'm talking about the Houston Rockets because I believe in Jalen Green's star power. If they get a guy like Chet Holmgren, they're going to be a, little, a young team because he's going to be a dog. I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs, but it's going to be their one team. This is going to be given two years. After next year, after that, Houston will be a playoff team. Because Houston, and they could easily be a playoff team next year with the star power that Jalen Green has. I'm just looking for his running mate. Is Kevin Porter Jr. ready right now? I think they'll be ready after another year. I think Green's ready right now. It's going to be a lot of things to look at these next couple of years. So, listen, I'm out of here. We're out. I'm about to come back and come with the Villanova Radio. I'm out, y'all. The Johnson out.